What will you do? What will you do with this amazing opportunity that you've been given here at Life University? What will you do? Right, that's the question. What is that something? Right, what is that? Do, do, does everybody have that something? And the answer is yes, everybody has that something. You know, we all have that something. But are you tapping into it? Right, that's the difference. Is are you tapping into your that something? Whatever it is that's making you special. Whatever it is that separates you from everybody else. Are you tapping into that something? Or are you letting that something quiet? Right, keeping it quiet. Not listening to that something. Right. What is that something for me? <clears throat> that something for me is something that uh, I've had people call me like the child whisperer, right? I love kids. It's just my thing, right? I, I, I can't help it. I, I don't know what it's, it is. Even when I was first dating Lisa, you can talk to her about this. When I was first dating Lisa on our first like official date day, we were sitting at a restaurant, and uh, I was sitting across from her at this booth at the, a place called The Country Place, which no longer exists, it's downtown somewhere. And uh, I was, uh, there was a, behind Lisa was another booth, and there was a little kid who kept on like, looking up like this, you know, waving, going down. And I spent a good deal of our first like official date at dinner, like waving at this kid and oogling, and she's like, you are so good with kids. And at that point in time, I didn't realize that, like, because I had just been in school and school and school and school and school. But that was like the beginning, right? Right. And then, as another example, the other day, uh, I was uh, taking care of a new patient who is an autistic girl, and uh, she's about 15 years old. And um, the mom and I had talked on the phone, because uh, what happens with a lot of um, parents of autistic kids is they've been through the ringer, and they've been sold a bill of goods by a lot of people. So they want to actually talk to the providers a lot of times because they don't want to just come in and you know get ripped off like they have so many times. So she had talked to me on the phone and she had said to me, uh, "My daughter is kind of tough. She's very incorrigible. She can get very angry, uh, and uh, I'm just warning you ahead of time." So what did I say to her? I got it. Don't worry about that. That's yeah. Because I have the confidence in my ability to like, be with children that I'm not concerned, right? That's my that something, right? So when she said, you got to worry about this, for me it was like, no, I don't. I don't have to worry about that at all. So this little girl comes in, uh, no, she's not very little, she's 15, um, with her mom, and we do the new patient exam, and she's stimming, and she's talking to herself and stuff. Um, but I recognize that some, some kids, when they sing, they sing some sort of like unintelligible songs, some autistic kids. But she was actually singing songs that I recognized. There were some old tunes, you know, such as Beatles, Rolling Stones and stuff. So occasionally, when she would say like, I can't get no, i say, satisfaction. And she would look at me for a second like, huh, he's speaking my language, right? Uh, and that's how you get into their world and how you get into anybody's world. Like you, you want to be the best chiropractor you can be? Can I teach you the, the probably single most important thing? Right? So my, my parents were saying to me all the time, and I never realized how true this was. God gave you two ears and one mouth for a reason. Right? What does that mean? Listen twice as much as you speak. Right? Can I just tell you something, especially you guys new in clinic? 
Stop talking about yourself. They don't care. They don't care. So when someone says, how was your weekend? You don't say, well, and go on for 20 minutes about how your weekend was. What'd you say? It was really great. How, how was your weekend? How are your kids? How is your family? How is this happening? What's going on for you? You talk about them. This is not about you. This is not you on parade. Right? This is about them. And that's how you connect to people. Right? And that's how you connect to kids. Is you find out what they like, whether they're an autistic kid or a non-autistic kid. You find out what they're, they're playing on the floor with Legos while you play on the floor with them. You want to connect? Do what they're doing. Play what they're playing. They like trucks. You talk about trucks and look at trucks and make truck sounds and do all kinds of So here I am with this little girl, little big girl, and well, it's interesting. I call her a little girl because in her mind, right, she's probably like a two-year-old. Right. So here's a 15-year-old girl who's got like a two-year-old brain because of the autism. So uh, she can go singing, and as I'm talking with mom, I get to jump a little, you know, verbal blips of some of the songs that she's saying. And remember, autistic kids have some significant eye contact issues. So she's have, you know, she will not look at me, but if I say something or kind of sing something that she's singing, she's singing Twinkle Twinkle Little Star. So what do I say? Right. Now I wonder what you are. With her. Right? I'm not singing it, so just to be clear. You don't want to hear me sing. So I but so she and she looks at me in like a sideways glance, but she's looking right at me. So she's assessing me, and in her little head she's saying, this guy knows my language. Right? And next thing you know, I'm sitting, I'm sitting over here, the daughter's sitting over here, she puts up her leg on my lap, totally relaxed, and just keeps on singing, and the rest of the history and exam, with the exception of when I had to do other things, was spent with her and I just like that. Right? And the mom is like, holy cow! She said, I've never seen her do that before to anybody except Mir and her father. Right? And that's because, it's not because I'm the child whisperer or the autism whisperer or whatever. It's because I spoke her language. So the, the, that something for me is, is listening and speaking people's languages. Right? So I suggest to you one thing that you really need to work on is to shut your mouth and to listen. Right? And it's a really hard thing to do, especially when you're right now in Benedict Chiropractic School and you're getting all this great information shoved down your throats and you just want to be this regurgitator because that's what you do on tests, right? And that's what you do in lab midterms and that's what you do on OSCEs, you regurgitate. Right? So you just want to regurgitate all this great information that you got to these people. But I'm telling you, they don't want to hear it. They want you to know. You don't want them walking out of your office saying, Wow, or out of the clinic saying, wow, this kid's really smart. Oh, wow, what a great personality he or she has. What you want them to say is, boy, they listened. Boy, they really heard me, right? One of the ways that I know that I have actually got someone's attention and that they, that they know that I'm listening to them is when they have this amazing eye contact with me and I almost feel this, like, Almost loving sensation. So the only way I can put it is this loving sensation when I'm looking at that person, looking deeply in their eyes, and I can feel this love coming from them. And it's like it's another plane, right? And that's why it's so important for you to practice this. And it's so important for you to take your eyes off the stupid phones and the stupid iPads and the stupid 
you know, uh, stuff that you have to do. When you talk to someone, look at them. Right? I get all the time from a lot of my patients saying they go to their specialist and all they see is what? The top of their head. Because the specialist is like, make believe this is, you know, their mobile iPad thing. Tell me about the problems. How long have you been going on? Hold on a second. And all they see is the top of their head. Right? Don't be the top of the head person to these people. Look them in the eyes. Right? Connect with them. And then write stuff down. Right? But make sure the connection is there. You don't need to say it. You write it down the exact same moment that they're saying. Right? You can connect with them and then you can put it down on your information. So I know all you guys are using all electronic health records stuff. But pay attention to the person, not to your notes. Right? The notes won't matter if the person doesn't come back because they feel unattended to. Right? You know, one of my interns yesterday was telling me she just completed a four-hour physical. I know it takes a really long time to do that kind of stuff here at the clinic, right? I was a clinic doctor for five years, so I get what pain you're going through to do your physicals and getting all these things signed off. It's just this is just regulation, right? CC regulations. But that but let me tell you something. You don't got to sell them anything. Right? This is not a sales pitch time. You're not trying to sell them about you or anything about you. If they're, here's the deal. If they're in your presence, they're sold. <clears throat> it's that simple. You guys get that? If they're in your presence, they are sold. Stop selling anymore. Now you can teach, right? Teach them chiropractic. Teach them about what their body is, what their body is capable of. But don't sell them. And show them don't sell about you. Because they're not interested. Right? It's you or another faceless intern, you know, faceless condition, doesn't really matter. That's not what they're interested in. They want to know, do you know me? Right? They are hurting. Another really important thing that I find, this is especially important for those of you who are doing certain kinds of chiropractic where it's very specific, if you're doing upper cervical chiropractic or if you're doing activator chiropractic, something where it's very specific in their technique and how it works, is because you please do the patient a favor and touch the point of pain. I know you're not going to touch their foot ever again, right, if you're doing upper cervical or whatever, but touch their foot. If their foot hurts, they need to know that you know it's my foot, and you need to know which one it is. So don't just touch their spine, because I'm telling you, if you just touch their spine, at the end of the exam, the four hours you spent with them, what are they going to say? What about my foot? Right? Or if they come in during an adjustment, so you've already done your four-hour exam, now you're only an hour adjustment, right? Right, your brief adjustment. <laughs> right? And they say my foot hurts, because you're looking at their foot, even if you're not going to adjust it. Just look at it. Right? Just because they want to know that you know. Because a huge complaint I get from patients all the time is my last chiropractor or my last doctor, I would say, what's going on? And he or she would never acknowledge it. They would never look at the area of problem. They would never check the area of problem. They would never adjust the area. They wouldn't need, they'd only grunt. And for some chiropractors, let me tell you what chiropractic isn't, okay? Chiropractic is not this. Pop, pop, crack, crack, pop, pop. Right? That's not chiropractic. I've had a lot of people say to me, 
my last chiropractor, he did the same thing to me every single visit, no matter what was wrong. Whatever technique that you come to, like I love activated because it's always different, every adjustment is different, but whatever technique you land on, Gosted, Activator, Thompson, Park Release, Network, whatever it happens to be, they're all amazing, right? They're all absolutely fabulous things, but make sure you don't get into cookie cutter chiropractic. Right? People, after a few visits, be like, he did the same exact thing to me the last time as he did this time, and probably the next time he did the same exact thing. Right? And we're not talking about the analysis, right? The analysis might always be the same. Like, the analysis, always the same. Network analysis, you know, very similar, right? But we're talking about the adjustment. Deliver the adjustment so that it's, make sure that you don't get into some cookie cutter thing where they did the same thing every single time. And they get crack, crack, pop, 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 pop. Right. Lay down roll, lay down roll, push on their back, push on their back, one side of the neck, other side of the neck. Right. Anybody can do that. That's called being what? A technician. A monkey. Right? You can train a technician to do crack, crack, pop, 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 pop. Right. You can have a robot eventually do something like that. There's going to be some robots, I'm telling you. Mark my words. Probably maybe not in our lifetimes. Eventually there's going to be some robot who's doing some kind of manipulation kind of stuff. What's that going to be different from you? Right? How is that different from you? Right? I'll tell you what the difference is. The difference is in your communication. The difference is in our philosophy. Why do we do what we do? Right? A physical therapist can adjust. Right? And, and now they actually have a license to adjust. But are they really adjusting? No, what are they doing? Manipulating. And what's their goal? What is the physical therapist's goal? To improve muscle function. Right. Is that my goal? Don't you think they should know that? Right? We had a bunch of new patients yesterday. They're like, there's one lady, she said, so I, is the goal of this stuff to get rid of my pain? I said, no, my goal is to improve your life, improve your health, improve your function. My goal is not to get rid of your pain. I can't get rid of your pain. Only you can get rid of your pain. I got nothing to do with your pain. Another woman, breach baby. Are you going to turn my breach baby? What's my answer? No. I'm not touching your baby. I can nothing to do with your baby. I give your pelvis more room. I'm going to adjust your sacrum, working around like this, give your pelvis more room. That's my goal. But this is all about listening, right? This is all about listening. Because if you say, they say, you can turn my baby, and you're not really listening, yeah, 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 just lie down. Right? Then you're just a technician. It's time to step up a notch. Tenth quarter, it's time to step up a notch of your communication. Learning how to listen completely, intently, 100%, paying attention, forgetting about the whole different stuff. I know you got the EHR and all this stuff. Focus on your patients. And it's time to stop talking about you and stop talking about them. And I know in four hours you got a lot of time, so you might need to fill some time with like the Braves and, you know, the Hawks and the Falcons and the weather and whatever else. I get that. But if you can talk, here's, here's what I do. I play a game. It's called the chiropractic game. So if they talk about, like, we've got four hours to talk, and we bring up the Braves, guess what I'm going to talk about? You know the Braves get adjusted? The Braves are grown chiropractic. So does almost every single major league, you know, uh, football, hockey, basketball, soccer, all these teams have chiropractic. You realize that? And then have a whole conversation. 
They bring up the weather. Oh, it's raining, blah, blah, blah. Do you know that like, the weather actually affects you? The increase in humidity actually, there's more water uh, vapor in the air actually affects your joints. The people who say, like, I can tell us about the rain, that they're truly true. That's why chiropractic is so good for them. So everything I think about, I'm just thinking about chiropractic all the time, all the time. So almost every conversation, you're whoop, I try to bring it back to chiropractic. They talk about their kids, what am I going to say? When you bring them in, right? You got all my kids, all my ear infections and sizes and problems, blah, blah, blah. No? Chiropractic, it. They talk about their grandma, their friends, it's always going back. And now they're going to start getting onto that, right? And they're going to play that game with you, right? And they're going to test you to see if you'll stay on chiropractic track or not. Right? That's that something. For me, at least. Doesn't be for you. You've got your own that something. Right? But that something for me is communication. Right? And what I'm asking you guys to do is come up with your that something. Whatever your gift is. I don't know what your gift is. But I guarantee you, if you reach this point in time, you got some serious gifts. You may not believe it. You may have been beaten down after 10 quarters of being here. Who knows how much undergraduate stuff you had to do and all that kind of stuff. I get it. Right? But we're all here. Right? We're all here. But you got a gift. Each one of you has this amazing special gift, this amazing that something inside you, and it's just you find it. Right? You got like a year and a half or so to find that something and hone it and sharpen that thing so that by the time you get out here, you'll be like a master at the end of the deliver whatever your special that something is. <clears throat>